Ben, it may indeed be a no-brainer. It's week one. The Cowboys are going to Carolina. I'm smelling I... a win, baby. How you how you feeling? Ooh, how you doing, Anthony? I'm uh I'm feeling pretty happy on this side, man. I uh we finally did it, everyone. Take a deep breath, pat yourself on the back. We survived preseason. Another oh, I thought you were gonna say we signed Rico Gathers, which is a great victory for this fan base. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure there, there are dozens of you out there celebrating that move. There are dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> dozens of you. Um, but to everyone else, uh, yes, preseason is over. Uh, I'm sure not all of you are sycophants like me and Goat that watch at least shamelessly, what, go 90% of snaps? Yeah, easily. So it's done. We're heading into week one. We got a lot to discuss, Rico included. How are you doing, Goat? I'm pretty good, man. You know, it's uh, it's my favorite night of the week. It's uh, Boys Will Be Boys Night. This is Boys Will Be Boys with your boy, Andy Gatelli. It is Boys Will Be Boys. Benjamin Walker here. I'm feeling pretty good, man. You know, this is uh, many people who know me. I've I've discussed this before, but like I meet every woman in my life. I meet them in the off season because that's when they can know. I can, they can they can actually like have some time and like they think that I'm a normal human and I'm gonna get to the season and they're just like what did I get myself into so this is the time of year where I'm the happiest to be honest um, because there's no actual objective results to look at like I could just delude myself into thinking the Cowboys are amazing we're gonna win the Super Bowl it's about as happy as I get when it comes to this team so come the, next week the dream is at its peak form right now you know oh um, yeah my my girl from the summer. Still hasn't seen Cowboys Ben, so oh, that poor, poor woman. I don't know. I don't know if she can make it through fall. I don't know if I can make it through fall. <laughs> hey, and you know what? All my eggs are in this basket right now because I think uh, I think you were probably watching that Texas Tech game on Saturday. And if you were watching the same game I was, it's gonna be a long year. Um, we did not look good, Anthony. We did not look good. I will say that. And um, we didn't even look good for tech. Like we looked bad even for a tech team. And that is saying something. It's usually about end of September, early October before my dreams are crushed with tech. But man, we did first, it this year before Labor Day, man. Bro, just, we did it. Um, we did it like third snap of offense for Ole Miss when they just bombed it on us. And we just looked completely lost. And I was like, it's, ah. it's really the kick return for me. But yeah, that was the backbreaker, which, you know, if someone hasn't watched this game, they're probably like, oh, like a, what, a late game kick return? No, no, we're talking about the second time Ole Miss touched the ball. We're talking about about 12 and a half minutes to go in the first quarter when they ran one back on us. They had four total touches of the football and had like 160 yards and all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. That's good. It's what you want. So, But we'll put the uh, the tech groveling aside for our for some terribly sad future podcast that we eventually start where we just complain until Cliff gets fired. Um, for tonight, let's get right into some Dallas Cowboys action. As we mentioned, it is finally 
week one this Sunday in Carolina. Your America's team takes on the Carolina Panthers, led by Scam Newton. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, I, Ben, I would say that we should go through uh, that last preseason game, but not a lot to talk about there. No, there really was not. Um, pretty much anybody who made the roster did not play in this game, uh, with a few exceptions here and there, including one Rico gathers. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it was ugly. We got our ass kicked yet again. Our backups proved that they are the worst backups of any team. That's about all I've gotten out of preseason. And that if any starter goes down uh, between their ability and Jason's ability to adapt, we're we're probably looking at immediately a loss with Bro, any starter was, going. I'll tell you what. They had Michael Gallup out there for a couple plays, and he caught a ball or two. And yeah, and all I all I thought the whole time was like, man, you need to gallop your ass over to the bench because I'm not trying to see this dude get hurt playing against the Texans, who are just like going so hard. This is the only game they care about all year is like playing the Cowboys. So <laughs> wasn't tight. Um. So yeah, not a lot there. I mean, I think most people with that was Thursday night. Most people were pretty much waiting for Saturday, which was uh, for those kind of unfamiliar with the NFL and how it works. Uh, Saturday, which was September first, I guess. Yeah, sounds right. Yep. Saturday, September 1st is the deadline for teams to cut their rosters from the 90-man camp rosters into the 53-man regular season rosters, of which 46 will dress for game day. Yeah, um, which is uh, a bit different than they used to go. They used to do it kind of uh, week by week. You would start with 90, I think, go down yeah, to 70, 72 or yeah, 73, six, something like that. Yeah. So every week you would kind of drop more players than the NFL complained enough that they had to start playing so many valuable people in week three and four that now they pretty much let you carry a full roster almost as just kind of meat shield. Sadly. I mean, that's really what, if you're playing in week four, you're pretty much a weak shield. A lot of these guys will be working at home Depot and Starbucks by the time that this podcast um, hits the wave. So uh, there wasn't a whole lot to take, but there were a couple guys who were on that fringe Andy that, that were trying to, Show one last thing to the coaches. Yeah, um, and you know there was a lot of discussion. We've we've had kind of our own little micro discussions around some of these these guys that are kind of been on the bubble, um, and and I guess we'll just kind of talk about like that in combination with the roster moves. Um, you know, the I guess the one of the big topics of discussion going in was Lance Lenore. Uh, would he secure this mythical seventh receiving spot? Um, he did not. Uh, Lance was let go. Um, and actually, it looked like we were going to roll with five for a minute because they actually cut Deontay Thompson as well, but signed him back on the following day. Some kind of weird, archaic NFL. I think they saved money because they technically signed him to two years, and now we re-signed him for one, right? Okay. Is that like a guaranteed money thing? I think, yeah. They were just, I think, shaving pennies at that point, but sure. And you know that can backfire on you. That um, was it. Brian Price is that his name? The guy that we we cut with the intention of resigning, and he got snapped up. So we actually lost a guy like that. Um, you know, another big debate for this team has been the running back position. We were rolling with four all through the offseason. Pretty much everyone was assured that obviously Zeke was going to be the starter. Rod Smith had pretty much secured the backup position, um, and then the debate was between uh, seventh round pick Bo Scarborough and. Uh, Darius Jackson uh, to see who would get that third spot. Um, 
ended up being neither of them as both got released. Uh, really odd moves that took place. They, um, they both got signed to the practice squad, but then they, but then Scarborough got cut and then Darius Jackson got signed off of our practice squad onto the green Bay Packers. And so now we have re-signed Bo Scarborough onto the practice squad. Yes. Um, I don't know if that says much good about the Packers organization that they are rolling with Darius Jackson as a option at running back. You know, how many bodies has Aaron Rodgers had at running back since he took over? Dude, and they've they been won a some... Super Bowl with James Starks. Is there? Really? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Well, do you remember that one fantasy year where it was like every week it was like some new no name that the Packers were like, "Yeah, we got this kid out of Kent State. He's on our practice squad five years ago. He's been working at Chili's since then, but kid's got a motor." And all the Packers <laughs> fans were just like, "What color is he?" And they were like, "He's like kind of white." And they were like, "Hell yeah, like coon. coon. You mean like coon, dude?" Sorry, Packers fans. It's just like a really easy target. You guys really love that white fullback, and it just kind of fits with your character. So it is what and it you're is. You're all horrible. Humans. Yeah, you are pretty terrible humans. Enjoy your cheese hat and your frigid cold. And your um, sexy quarterback. Your very attractive, highly paid, and skilled, very well-deserved, highly paid quarterback. Cool. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we, we ended up with that situation there. The other weird thing was the tight ends. You know, there's a lot of back and forth about tight ends, you know, like Rico gathers, Jerry kind of spilled the beans a little bit. He came out on Friday and said, like, we think we can make plays with Rico gathers. Clearly Jerry was on Reddit and read that one post, dude. Clearly Jerry figured out that football is about making plays, fucking plays, <laughs> fucking plays you pl- peasants. Um, and then Friday night, Rico Gathers proceeded to uh, get arrested sitting in a car in Frisco with a bunch of weed. Um, yeah. That raises a whole bunch of questions. That's literally the day before cut day. I could not comically write something like that into a script without it being like more cliche like, bad. Bro, I know you're you're like not a like a full time <laughs> baller NFL player, but like you got a house, right? Like <laughs> at least an apartment. Yeah, dude. What's your weed doing in your car? What, I mean, are you 18? Like, was your homie getting ready to come out to the car so you guys could, like, drive around in the country and, like, Did I miss, one? I skimmed over this story. Did he have, like, two two zips on him? No, the, the, the ticket was for less than two zips, which is – that's just the categories. Yeah, they yeah, have, yeah, like, less okay. than two, oh, and anything over okay. two is attempt to distribute or intent to distribute. But that would have been hilarious. We're just sitting, <laughs> in, sitting <laughs> in there with, like, like – Damn, dog. Just, like, holding it down. Like, <laughs> Couple ounces. But – some um, Romance Taylor action, bro. Oh, dude, Romance Taylor, the all the all idiot team. No, that's not my bag. <laughs> it has your name on it. <laughs> After calling the police, call the cops on yourself. <laughs> Texas national championship, Romance Taylor. Two Sick. pounds of weed in that bag. <laughs> Real nice, Romance. Hope you're listening. Friend of the pod, Romance Taylor. Um, so yeah, that's a. Uh, Rico ended up making the 53, which okay. pretty surprising. I guess we're rolling with four tight ends, which is pretty heavy for tight end. Um, rolling Not pretty me. light at corner, only four corners. Yeah. Um, it's kind of all we had that could play. Uh, safety still looks like garbage. Um, those were it's very thin, thin. quite thin. Um, those were those were. Oh, and then obviously the biggest surprise roster move of of the millennium. I'm just sitting in my house. I'm playing Batman on my Xbox because, you know, I'm an adult. 
And I got a text from Ben that just says, dude, we cut Dan Bailey. And I just texted back, what? <laughs> no, what? Right. So yeah, dude, what's your, what's your thoughts on that, man? Like, um, this was the shocker. I think of everyone, you know, Rico gathers. Can you remember a more shocking, I mean, guy can in you the remember a more room? shocking cut on, I mean, cut day is normally such a non surprise. Like there's, Maybe Quincy Carter was kind of a surprise cut back in the day, but like, yeah, it's usually I don't remember. Like, I don't remember a like day a, where we were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they cut this guy." No, especially for us. I mean, you'll see the occasional like, uh, what's face like Martavis Bryant got cut from the Raiders, which made everyone scratch their head. You yeah. know, you'll see a couple like Paxton Lynch got cut. Uh, yeah, I just meant for the Cowboys specifically. But yeah, but the yeah. Cowboys specifically. That is a. Uh, this was the one that shocked everyone. Um, I was getting texts from multiple people about um, Dan Bailey getting cut. I was uh, watching uh, Tech and OU football uh, and watching Tech get their ass kicked. Um, and, and and they started coming in to be GOAT. And I, I didn't believe it at first. And then everyone's on the couch like, man, Schefter just confirmed. And then the team oh. put out a statement. And uh, I guess I all I can really say is there must be more wrong with him than we thought. Um, yeah. I had said very early on this very pod goat that I was nervous about Dan. Yeah. Um, I wasn't calling for his head yet. I was just nervous to see what he would do. And I definitely thought the team would let him go into the season as the kicker and see what he could do. I never thought he was uh, his kicking, roster position. Kicking for his job. Yeah. Like, right. and I don't know if that's the thing is I, I mean, not that they're ever going to tell us, but like, I don't know if Dan knew he was in, a competition in camp, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, life in the NFL, this is a testament to how fast life comes at you, uh, in the NFL up until last season, Dan Bailey is the most accurate kicker in the history of the league, probably a hall of fame trajectory kicker. Um, he goes into the season. He's eight for eight to start the year. Looks like, I mean, and any Cowboys fan will tell you this. Dan Bailey to us, it was like in Madden when you just have the button that just automatically gives you the field goal. Like Dan Bailey was an automatic three points from anywhere inside the county. The dude was to just straight drill anything from inside of 55 yards. Yeah, we, we talk about Reddit. I mean, there's all memes of Lord Bailey. Lord Bailey. Just, no one more um, consistent than him. I mean, he just so he was a, he was a weapon. He was. Um, and so what happens is he goes eight for eight and then gets this groin injury. Um, we watch, we kind of all chuckle as Jeff Heath kicks for a game. And then we actually sign a veteran kicker who comes in and kicks some field goals. Um, but Dan did not look the same after that injury. Um, no. He missed some field goals down the stretch. He missed some extra points down the stretch. Um, he missed, I think he missed four of his last six kicks. One of them a 27 yard field goal or yeah two extra points yep. he had never missed an extra point to that point in his career he's one of only like three kickers in the nfl and um, then he and then we go to oxnard this year mm -hmm. and the first two days of camp um i heard this from brian broadus i heard this from nick eatman uh dave helmley there were some alarm bells going off about dan um he missed four straight kicks in the first two days, uh, all of them inside the five yard line. Um, that's not good. 
that's either there's something physically wrong or the guy's got the yips or something. Now, what's weird is, is that obviously reporters saw this and they asked Garrett straight up at press conferences, like, Hey, you know, are you concerned about Bailey? What's the deal with Bailey? Um, and he was very dismissive. He was like, no, we're very confident in Dan Bailey. He's going to get his legs under him. He's going to be just fine. And he did seem to do that. He seemed to solidify over the third day of camp and never, he was rock solid. The rest of camp never missed again. Um, we saw him kick one time in the preseason. Uh, now the interesting thing is, is I, like I said, I'm not totally sure that Dan knew he was kicking for his job. Um, and they bring in this kid, Brett Marr. Um, and in the fourth preseason game on Thursday night, he drills this 57 yard field goal and it's a great kick. Um, but one, I think that that kick got him the spot. I don't think that this team decides to move on from Bailey. If they don't watch this kid drill a 57 yard field goal in a game situation. And two, I think if they give Dan Bailey that opportunity and Dan Bailey goes out there and drills a 57-yard field goal, I think they decide to roll with Bailey. So it's a weird situation, a weird set of decisions that I don't really understand. Um, there's been talk of like cap situation. You know, Bailey's a $4 million kicker. This kick is like 560, 560 grand. Um, I can't imagine that that's what the situation is. I mean, the Cowboys were you know sitting there on Friday with – 15 or 16 million dollars in cap space. I don't think we needed to clear three and a half more for any reason. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, it's one of those. If you did it, then who are you clearing it for and why? Um, and everyone oh, keeps, I could think of one person. Oh, man. We'll get there, which, by the way, they had enough money to do that with or without. Yeah, this exactly. <laughs> it had nothing to do with it. Um, I think and we keep saying kid, by the way, the new kicker just for. Anyone who's listening and wondering who the hell replaces Dan Bailey is the Brett, Maharaja, <laughs> Brett Maher, Maharaja as good as Maharaja. Um, this kid, all I can tell you is he's 28. He's a ex CFL kicker. He's never attempted an NFL kick. He's been through a couple practice stints with different teams, including the Cowboys, a long time ago. Apparently, got beat he, out by Dan Bailey. Yeah, got beat out by Dan his rookie year. Um, and also with the Browns, but he's never tempted an NFL kick in an actual game. Um, this is a really weird move to me go, even if they saw and they didn't trust Dan and obviously you don't want to think like you don't want to be an NFL GM or coach and always worrying about what are your fans thinking. But the second this guy struggles, the hotlines and text lines and Twitter is going to blow up with, Nothing but, well, Dan would have made that kick. Dan would have made that kick. Jason Cutting Dan ruining the effing team. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you're going to see it. Oh, trust me, Ben. We're going to get to the best of our Cowboys section today, and you're going to see quite a bit of that. Okay. I mean, he's got to be perfect. So he's kind of in a lose-lose. Um, the one thing everyone's saying today, and all it can mean, Goat can really tell you is the same thing, is, well, he did hit a 57-yarder in, in preseason. <laughs> I also saw a YouTube video of him out on the practice field of the star, just ripping 65 yarders like they were nothing. So maybe they pretty much thought like this guy is about, you know, Dan's a 90 percenter. This kid's a 90 percenter in our eyes. One's super cheap. The other one's got question marks and is expensive. Let's move on. But like you said, I think there's got to be more to it that we don't know. Um, Because like we said, Dan was just, and I mean, man, people that are young, young Cowboys fans, 
Y'all just don't remember the kicker struggles of this team pre-Dan. Jesus Christ. Bro, go back to the 2009 New Orleans Saints Sunday primetime game where DeMarcus Ware like gets injured, comes back on the field, strip sacks Drew Brees. Saints are like undefeated at the time. We marched down the field. We're like 30 yards out. And I had my my at the time my girlfriend was there. And I leaned over to her, and she had never seen me. It's, it's a room full of my friends. They're all Cowboys fans. They're all rabid. And I lean over to her, and I go, this guy, Nick Folk, pretty hated. If he misses this kick, you're going to hear some weird stuff in this room. She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Shanks the shit out of it instantly. Everyone's like, where do you live, Folk? I'm going to come to your house and kill you. Like the most just like threats on the man's family, like curse words and made-up racial slurs. It was bad. It was bad. Nick Wilk. Went from pro bowler to fucking bum. Then we had Sean Sweezum too, who was also a fucking bum for us. Oof. I don't know. There's there's too many kickers to even name. We had one year, I, I don't even who was it we were rolling with two kickers, including Bueller, our long range kicker. Bro, one, he was a sick kickoff specialist. And two, he was the hardest hitting kicker in the league. He's built a hell of a linebacker, dude. God, that's what you want from your kicker. Man, just wait till we release our episode that's just like players that cowboy fans have fallen in love with who were secretly trash. He's gonna be way up that list. Oh god, yeah. Um, so point is Dan was loved for very good reason. Still the second most accurate kicker as of today in the NFL. Um, in history of the NFL. Yes, history of the NFL. He is not yet signed to another team. Um, well, down for the Jets. They did not make a move. I would be shocked if he didn't sign to another team at some point, um, especially because you can pretty much call it a given that three to four kickers this year, well, I'll say three kickers this year probably get cut midseason. It's just how the NFL works. Um, Bro, if I told you a year ago today, if I was like right before last season, if I was like, hey, next year, no Dan Bailey, no Dez, no Witten. I, <laughs> I, I, I would have been pretty floored. And Here's the yet, thing. I would, I would have been like, okay, Witten I think could retire. Like, Dez, that blows my mind, but like, but like Dan Bailey is somehow like even weirder because he's never really had. I mean, he had his like moments, but like it's not like Dan Bailey like sucked for a whole year while you know what I mean. And the Cowboys' entire team was just trash the entire time. So it's you know we had bad funk on the team last year. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know, man. I uh, I don't know what else to say on it. Um, we're just as flabbergasted. Uh, we'll see if. Maybe they thought Dan was washed. Maybe it was a money thing. Maybe it was both. Um, maybe he just got outperformed in practice. Um, but regardless, man, like best of luck to to Lord Bailey, man. Thank yes. you for seven amazing years. You were a damn good cowboy. Wore the star with great pride. Carried it with great integrity. Eleven game winning or game tying kicks. I read. He was the man. He was the man. Number five. So the last uh, roster note that I will make is the Cowboys faced a decision on Saturday. It was announced earlier in the week that they were going to keep Travis Frederick uh, currently suffering with Gillian Barre syndrome as discussed on the podcast. Um, reports had come out that Travis was up at practice. He wasn't in pads or anything, but on the sidelines, he was in the weight room a little bit. He was doing some 
uh, some shell drills, things like that. So he's like actively doing some football related things, which is cool to hear because sometimes this shit, you know, you're down for the count for months. Um, a source close to the team said that they would describe the expected recovery time in weeks, not months, which gets the Cowboys fans uh, chattering positively. Uh, and so a, a big sign, I would take this positively, Ben, is um, on Saturday they decided to keep Travis Frederick on the active 53-man roster as opposed to putting him on injured reserve. So what that means, uh, again, for, for those who are not familiar with the very complicated NFL rules, uh, the NFL does have a a designation called injured reserve where a player can be designated onto the IR and then has to sit out for at least eight weeks. Um, the advantage that gives is that they get time to rest and the pl- the team gets to use that roster spot for another player until that player is healthy. Um, now you can take the decision to keep Travis on the active roster in many different ways. I personally mi- kind of think it makes it seem like, Hey, there's a chance this guy could come back before week eight and we don't want to have him healthy in week five and not be able to play him. Yeah. I'd say that's my best guess too. They, they think it's worth holding on to in the opportunity in, in the off chance that he is available before week eight. So, and he still could miss the full season guys. That's not to say that he won't, hopefully he won't, but you know, what kind it, of freakish, like illegal promising. black market medical procedure. Do you think Jerry paid for to get, Frederick healthy again. Oh man, he's definitely got Jerry's got, you know, some <laughs> he just pulled him in his office. He's like, now look shit. here, Travis. I'm gonna need you to eat one of these fetuses every day <laughs> for a week. You're gonna feel strong as an ox. I eat one every morning. I'm 140 years old. Still ticking, buddy. Football program stadium. <laughs> now, all right, Travis. I know you're a good boy, but if you <laughs> look at your contract, I know you're saying no, but if you look right here in your contract, it does say that we <laughs> We're allowed to control all things that go in your body, including <laughs> fetuses. So, Damn it. Jerry again with the old fetus claws. Used it on Charles Haley back in 93. Pulls it out again. You salty dog, Jerry Jones. So, But seriously, that's that is great news. I, I, I'm just glad to hear that Travis isn't like immobilized. It sounds like, if anything, like his quality of life through the treatments has maintained itself pretty well, which is our primary concern. Um, if he can come back and play football, obviously Travis wants to do that. We want him to, but more than anything, it's great to hear that he's feeling relatively normal given the situation. So that's awesome. Super happy for Fred Beard. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um, one last thing, goat, I'll, I'll gloss over as we go. Um, I thought it was interesting. Jihad Ward, who was the pick we traded for Ryan Switzer did not make it out of camp. He was cut as was Coney Ely. So it looks like your week one starters are going to be probably, if healthy, Malik Collins and Antoine Woods. Or are we thinking maybe Crawford? Uh, actually, yeah, one of those spots. Crawford will probably play D tackle, huh? With yeah. Woods, I'm guessing. Um, Dorrance Armstrong also made the roster. That was good. Um, Not a surprise, but super happy for the kid. He showed real flashes in camp. He did. Um, seven linebackers made it, nine D linemen. And that brings us uh, also to the fact that uh, we did finally get to the bottom of the Randy Gregory rumors. Um, oh, yes. A lot was made of last week. We talked about this whole Jason Lockhampfora Twitter storm thing where trouble ahead. There might be, my sources tell me that maybe potentially there is perhaps some rumored trouble ahead for a person similar to Randy Gregory. Um, 
The only I think what most people were talking about in regards to that is that Randy had to go see a doctor on Thursday in Chicago. Um, definitely part of his regularly scheduled reinstatement process for the NFL. Um, Randy attended that doctor's appointment in Chicago. He wasn't able to make it back in time to play on Thursday night, but I don't think Randy was going to play on Thursday night anyway. Uh, he's all clear. And as of now, Randy Gregory is scheduled to be, after playing football for like pretty much three weeks, is scheduled to be a day one starter for this team. I watched, let me tell you this, Ben. I watched uh, a, a Randy Gregory film study uh, mm-hmm. of, and man, I'm, I'm now in the same boat as Sturm, dude. Like the dude's natural ability is terrifying. He's got the most flex of any D end I've ever seen. Like he can seriously go, his ankle can be at like a 45 degree angle to the ground. He will get so low. He presents like no target for a tackle to get a punch on. Um, just in an insane first step, just stupid burst, like Von Miller level first step. Um, and now he's bigger than he ever has been. I mean, dude, we could be witnessing the birth of a giant. Sure. Hope so. I, uh, I am more sold on him than, than I was obviously a month ago or anybody. I, I think what we saw in the preseason was, Super promising and leads me to think that we could have a really dominant front four. Uh, so hopefully that, that that's what goes on, Goat. Um, I, I am glad that it appears for the time being that there's nothing to any any rumors or anything outstanding. Gregory is, like you mentioned. You need him um, to stay away from Rico Gathers. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Randy found a fall guy. He's got his buddy Hell Rico yeah. to take that one. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, but, but Ben, the only other thing I really wanted to get into a little bit was a little uh, discussion of this upcoming game that we will be viewing together in the D, as I will be in Dallas this weekend for opening weekend. Oh, yes. So we do play it the Carolina here. Panthers. Um, we are a three-point dog to the Panthers, which <laughs> I scoff at that. But I like it when the expectations are low. The Cowboys ball out when we're rated low. So, Ben, this is a team that um, over the over the last uh, let's say twenty years, we've played a total of thirteen times. Cowboys lead that series nine to four. However, the last time we played them was Thanksgiving of two thousand fifteen. It was Romo's second Ooh. game back from the collarbone injury, and we got a little bit roughed up. Yeah, we got. Straight demolished by that team. Romo uh, threw three picks, and two pick sixes, collarbone. Rebroke his collarbone, and then whoever the backup was at the time, Brandon Whedon or something, Kellen Moore, he threw a pick too. Um, Luke Keekley had a pick six. It was rough. We I think we ended up with like thirty-one rushing yards on sixteen carries. Um, Darren McFadden was our starting running back though, so like I'm not oh, super. I'm not super upset by that. The uh, the stat line for this game is truly horrific, Ben. Um, I don't know. You know, obviously, that doesn't really have any effect on this game, but I think that's what... I mean, the the Panthers at the time were 11-0. We were 3-8. and uh, Like we said, it was Tony's first game back. Um, the leading... Who do you think the leading rusher for the Cowboys was, Ben? In what 
in the in the Cowboys Panthers game in 2015. It was not McFadden. He had 10 carries for 11 yards. So no, he was not the leading rusher. Do we have one end around to like Lucky Whitehead? Nope. We had one guy who also got 11 yards, but he did it on two carries. His name is Robert Turbin. <laughs> Turbo Turbin. Fuck yeah. And then, Matt, and then Matt Castle, who was the backup that day. Two That's carries cool. for nine yards, baby. Yeah, that was an ugly game. That was that was depressing. Uh, what do you think Tony Romo's QBR was that game, Ben? Like five. Four point four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty, pretty damn ugly game. To be uh, fair, that Carolina team went fifteen and one, destroyed yeah. oh, every yeah. team in the NFC. And, and honestly, Cam didn't even really kill us, to be real. Like he is 16 of 27 for 183, no touchdowns, no picks, 50 QBR. Like what he didn't really have it. We just threw a ton of picks. Like we threw four interceptions, and they returned two of them for touchdowns. So not the uh not the way you want to do it. Um but Ben, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on this? These guys have a couple players that are gonna be highlighted. Cam is obviously always a threat. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is a hot name right now. Obviously a huge baller coming out of Stanford coming into his second year in the league. And then, uh, Luke Kuechly, who is Keekly, I should say, who's, you know, the Sean Lee of Carolina. Yeah, they have, I mean, those are, those are pretty much their big three. Um, Carolina is an interesting team since that 15 and one season, they have been, what would you say go above average, but not great. They're kind of a, they're kind of probably expected. I haven't looked at the Vegas. What do you think? They're probably expected nine, 10 win team. They're probably right around what we are um, in a stacked NFC. Uh, North Turner just took over as the OC for, yeah, and they did go six and 10 the year after the Super Bowl. They had their Super Bowl hangover year where they were pretty right. damn bad. They had gutted the team, got rid of Josh Norman, got rid of Greg Hardy. Right, so. right. So they, like I said, they've they've been a little up and down, but they're still a a team I would expect to be. I don't know. Like I said, I'd expect them to have more wins than losses this year. Um, Cam Newton oh, is yeah. who Cam Newton is. He's a flawed quarterback, but can easily beat you on a good day. Can lose you a game on a bad day. Um, he's got a can. He's got a new weapon. Um. One guy that we were talking about, DJ Moore, who was on our radar to replace Dez. Uh, he actually got drafted to Carolina in the first round, so he's going to be out there with one of Cam's new weapons. Uh, Greg Olson's returning on uh, as their tight end. So, you know, Christian McCaffrey had a, as you mentioned, a spectacular preseason goat. They have a nice offense. Um I'm interested to see what this D does against their offensive line, though, because the one thing I did not mention in there, they don't have a good offensive line. They have a lot of question marks. Matt Khalil's now on IR. Um, so it's a pretty beat-up O-line. I mean, we could really see our front seven make a statement um, on that side of the ball go. I don't totally agree. I think this is uh, this has all the makings of a coming-out party for the defense. Mm-hmm. Um Panthers are going to, you know, Keekly is going to try to shut down Zeke. That's going to be the big matchup they highlight in this game. Um, and then a, a young set of D-backs going up against Cam Newton. I think Jalen Smith and Sean Lee are going to have their hands full with Christian McCaffrey. He loves to catch passes out of the backfield. Um, a real, like, very 
sharp weakness of this defense last year was those mid-range passes to running backs coming out of the backfield, um, you know, a couple yards over the middle, and then they take them long. We saw Todd Gurley rip us up doing that. Um, you know, when Sean Lee wasn't in the game, we just did not have that coverage. Now we've got two linebackers in uh, Lee and Smith who both have the ability to cover, and Smith, who certainly has elite level athleticism, can run with just about anybody. Um, my one, yeah. my oh, one real concern yeah. is safety. Yeah. Well, we're not probably going to have Xavier Woods for Week One. I mean, you're going to see probably Heath and Kayvon Frazier. Kayvon as, in a shoulder brace. Yeah. Yeah, as your starting starting safeties, that's not good, but. You look at the rest of the defense, Andy. I think it's enough to make up for it. Um, and and like it's you said, about pressure. You know, the linebackers are are pretty. We're in a better position this year to deal with those little scat backs and tight ends than we have been in years past. So, I don't know. I, I think the defense is going to be a better unit than Carolina offense this week. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is going to come down to pressure. Um, We've seen games where Cam Newton is just getting hit, hit, hit all. I mean, this is how they lost the Super Bowl, right? Like Cam Newton, MVP year, all world. Panthers are killing everybody. They get to the Super Bowl and Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware get him uncomfortable. He starts making bad throws and their cornerbacks start picking him off. Um, if D-Law and Gregory and can get pushed from the outside and we can keep him contained in the middle with Crawford and Woods, uh, or if our linebackers can nail down those dump off passes, I think there's a good chance you see Cheeto or Byron come away with one this game. And I think there's a chance you see Cam Newton on the ground a little bit. Um, it's interesting. I think both teams are pretty confident about this game. I don't think we're looking at the Panthers like, oh my gosh, it's a super hard game. And I don't think they're looking at us like we're a, a world beater either. So I think both teams come in confident. Um, yeah, that's what we expect week one, right? There's so many question marks. Everyone's feeling good about what they have, and, and everyone wants to be optimistic. Um, so it's not uncommon to see that. On the other side of the ball, Goat, um, our offense with no Witten, no Dez from last year, no Travis Frederick versus Luke Keekley in that defense. How are you How are you feeling, and what do you see there? Um, I think we're going to get a real understanding of what the true offense looks like. I mean, we haven't seen the full offense on the field. We haven't seen Tavon get work. We haven't seen Cole get a full workload. We haven't Never seen speak at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, I'm, I'm in preseason hype mode, but man, everything I've seen is just that this is the best Zeke has ever looked. Um, so he looked so good in camp that they were just like, don't even let this guy touch the preseason field. We don't even need to see it. We know this guy's going to take care of business. He's pissed from last year playing with a chip on his shoulder. Um, and I, I honestly think Zeke balls out this game. I think he comes out the gate hot, has one of those statement Zeke Elliott, 150 yard, two touchdown games. Um, so, I mean, with, with that said, Ben, you know, do you have a prediction for this game? Woo. I do, Goat, and I am right now going to predict a win for your Hell Dallas yeah. Cowboys. I'm going to think we come out of this one. I think it's going to be pretty close, um, but ultimately I just don't think they'll be able to score enough. I'm going to go ahead and go 24-17 Dallas Cowboys. That's exactly what I was going to predict. Uh, Ooh, I, got, I, got Zeke, I got Zeke scoring two TDs. Uh, I got... Dak throwing a nice touchdown pass to my boy Gallup 
And then uh, the the Maharaja taps a nice field goal in as well, just as a welcome to the team party. Um, yeah, the over under on this game is forty two and a half, so we're about right. I mean, they're they're basically predicting about a you know a Carolina. What would that be like? Twenty three to blah, blah, or twenty four to twenty one. Like yeah. Um, but ultimately, what I'm saying is, uh, it, it's 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 going to be close. It's going to be lower scoring. I don't think either of these teams are going to put up thirty. Um, I would be surprised if that happens on either side. Goat. So hopefully, our D gets the best of that O. I, yeah, totally agree. It's going to be an interesting game. I am uh, I am very very excited. It's been a long nine month wait for this game, Ben. I know, I know. Uh, but Ben, as excited as I am, as positive as I am, not everyone in the world is happy. And that brings us to our favorite segment of the show, the best of our Cowboys. Oh yes, let's hear those tears go. I've got a, I've got a nice mix for you today because I got some I got some Cowboys and then I got some Panthers fans who are making some predictions of this game. So the first one, Ben, is from the Dan Bailey getting cut thread. Um, obviously, a lot of uh, a lot of emotion in that thread, a lot of reaction, overreaction, one might say. <clears throat> this is the equivalent of cutting Jerry Rice in his prime. I would have rather kept this guy than Dak. At least Bailey belongs in the NFL. <laughs> Man, so there's levels to this one. There's, so first of all, yeah. Dan Bailey is equivalent to cutting the greatest wide receiver in the history of the game. Okay. In That's his one. Prime. In, in his, his prime. prime. In his prime. Two, between a franchise quarterback and a good kicker, this dude would rather have the kicker. <laughs> and and his evidence for that is that Dan Bailey's an NFL player. He at Dak least- Prescott is not. Man, you would think that Dak has had like a six touchdown, fourteen interception season in his life with how people talk about this guy. His quote unquote bad year is a thirty two hundred yard, twenty two touchdown, eleven pick season with six more touchdowns on the ground. Like <laughs> it's, n- it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's truly not. I've seen I've seen a Hall of Fame quarterback <clears throat> throw a twenty five interception year. And still get praised. So we'll see, bro. Dax uh Dax only 10 picks away for that for his career. So we'll see. The second one, Ben, comes to us from our friends over in Carolina. They got a prediction for this game on Sunday. A tough matchup for the Panthers to open, but home field should give them the advantage. Okay. Wanting to impress their new owner and get Carolina off to a good start. Expect the Panthers to provide some excitement and a convincing win to start the season. Carolina 45, Dallas 7. <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, he wasn't lying about convincing. This guy thinks that the Panthers organization, the team, is in their huddle being like, yo, dog, a new rich white dude bought our team. We got to <laughs> impress him, bro. And that's what's going to make them go play 45-7 to 7 NFL football. Do you realize how much better you have to be than another team to win 45-7 to 7 in the NFL? The Browns seldom lose 45-7. to 7. Like... That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Yo, man, nothing like bi- millionaires getting hyped up to play for a billionaire. Oh, I know this hedge fund <laughs> manager who just about. bought the this hedge fund manager that just bought the Carolina Panthers since their other owner got pushed out on some Me seven. Too shit. Yeah, yeah. 
You don't guess, want to hear the pod afterwards. If uh, unfortunately, about half our listeners do want to hear the pod after that. We're like yeah. the we're like the Floyd Mayweather Ben. Like we got fans, but most people just buy the pay per view hoping we get knocked out. That's right. But there's no such thing as bad press, baby. Hell yeah, money may. So uh, I got one more goat. Uh, this isn't oh, a nice. Reddit one. This is actually a Facebook comment. Uh, oh, that's the bottom of the barrel. I like it. This is just a. A fun one. I don't really know who who it's attacking or what team in particular, but here you go, go. Is anyone even going to watch this game? I just don't see it being very entertaining. I'm guessing both teams will have some injuries, and I think the egos of Dak Prescott and Cam Newton will probably go to their heads. So I don't think either team will be in the end zone at all. I also don't think either team will be in the red zone. Dallas wins 9-3. Wow, <laughs> what I mean, you know what? I'm I'm a bit I'm a pretty big Cam Newton supporter, so like I don't buy the whole Cam's ego thing. But what Dak ego? Like I love their egos are gonna be so high in their head. They're like, nope, I gotta do this. <laughs> you like, can't get the ball, Zeke. <laughs> what I mean, I gotta whip. if like if anything, dude, Dak is like not confident enough. Like, dude, never takes risks. Like, I don't know. Man. That's funny. That's hilarious. Those, is three. anyone even going to watch this game? Like, it's just like, <laughs> why even bother, dude? Dude, I, there's a weird thing with that where, like, I was in a fantasy draft for my work league the other day, and this guy is a Giants fan. Like, I was making a joke because I was taking Joe Mixon, you know, world-class POS Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as a, as a true Cowboys fan in the chat, I was like, as a true Cowboys fan, I'm required to take at least one player accused of domestic violence. And everyone laughed like, haha, Indy's funny because he'll self-deprecate about the Cowboys. And this Giants guy goes, oh, I didn't even know the Cowboys had fans. <laughs> I was just like, all right, dude, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I get it. You hate the team. But like, clearly the Cowboys have fans. Most supported and expensive sports franchise in the history of time. I think we're doing okay. Yeah, bro. Check our Forbes list, son. Check the Forbes list. No one likes the Giants. Your swaggiest player makes out with the kicking net. It's going to be injured week three. Not a team I dislike more than the Giants. Elite at. What if the Golden State Warriors played faster (laughs) football? Ah, I'd still hate the Giants more for history, but... Um. Yeah, I don't like anyone on that team either. Goat. I don't like them. I'm not a big fan myself. So, oh, so Ben, that's that's kind of all I had for this week. Do you have any uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. One thing I did want to uh, mention too. I forgot when we were doing roster goat is uh, Chaz Green, the bad man, is gone. He's officially right. been cut. Your your prediction. I was I was too pessimistic. I believed our team would keep him, but. Thank goodness the Chaz Green era has ended in Dallas. That's right. It's officially over. Um, does that mean we have any depth? Well, we have a Cameron Fleming. We traded the Chiefs for some O-lineman I'd never heard of. And, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of it. So let's stay healthy out stay there, healthy. boys. <laughs> We're about as deep as a kiddie pool. So, and In case you're wondering, go, no one has picked up Chaz Green, weirdly enough. Shocking shocking so right on well guys thank you so much for listening as always uh and thank you for especially to the people who have been leaving those beautiful ratings and reviews on itunes as you know in our eternal war with apple's algorithms they've been trying to keep us down in order to get us up that chart 
we got to get those ratings and reviews, baby. So feel free to leave those. Thank you so much for those who have. Please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or leave comments on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to answer questions from fans. Uh, hit us up at B underscore W underscore B underscore B. Boys will be boys with underscores between the letters. Uh, guys, it's week one. We're going to be hyped. We'll be back next Tuesday with a breakdown of a Cowboys victory. It'll be Victory Ooh. Tuesday. Victory Tuesday. Let's keep track of uh, our predictions this year, Goat. Just for funsies. All righty, all righty. So, uh, yeah, I'll write these down right now. We both we both had the same score, so that should be easy. <laughs> all right. right on. Um, one last thing before we go, Goat. Who is your player of the game prediction? Uh, you know what, Ben? I'm gonna I'm gonna take one that no one's gonna believe. Okay. I'm saying Jalen Smith has a bomb ass <laughs> game, Ben. No, I'm talking about. No, I'm talking. Of course, about, no one would believe you say that. <laughs> I'm talking about some dope tackles for loss. I'm talking about maybe a pick. Jeez. How's, who's your Jeez. man of the match? Oh man, give me old Tank Lawrence with two fat sacks and a forced fumble, baby. Very nice. I like it. I think. Uh, Man, I'm just ready to see everyone go full speed. You know, Tank Tank looks great, um, but I'm ready to see him take some sacks home. I'm ready to see Randy do it. I'm ready to see the linebackers. This is going to be an exciting year, guys. We finally made it. For those of, who have been with us throughout the offseason, thank you for listening as always, um, and we will be back after the week one game. Um, so as sure. always, this is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace. Tomorrow.